Welcome in. It is Wednesday. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you. Just getting cranked up here. Steelman and Thune at noon on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network, as we are one week away from National Signing Day. One week away. And Parker Thune, the outlook for Oklahoma is pretty darn good. You're expected to get to Celia Connor down the stretch. You're expected to get Peyton Bowen down the stretch. The Sooners right now in the portal rankings are number one based on what they have with uh, Deshaun McCullough, Austin Stogner, and uh, Jacob Lacey. They're number one there. So things are looking up. I would say there should be a lot of optimism down the stretch for Sooner fans when it comes to closing out this class and based on what they're doing in the portal right now. Steely, let me ask you this. Seeing as how you were basically spot on with the timetable for Deshaun and Dave McCullough's commitment earlier this week, when can we expect Peyton Bowen to finally flip? Oh, man. That's going to be interesting. And that was 100% pure luck. It was all speculation. So uh, there was no expertise involved there. It was just a gut feeling. I would say Peyton Bowen, it's got to come down to by either Friday or Monday. Into this Friday week. or Monday. Friday or Monday. I okay. don't know that it would. Could it happen over the weekend? I guess it could, but. I don't know, unless he just decides all of a sudden that he's not going to say anything to Notre Dame and not – I mean, I'm sure they would say something at least behind the scenes to uh, Marcus Freeman and the Notre Dame staff, but I would think by Friday or maybe Monday at the latest. What's okay. your take? What's so your take? I it know happens you're what- before the weekend or it happens on the other side of the weekend. There you go. Straight from the authority. Mike Steely. That's I'm not very Michael far Eugene out. Eugene Leach Steely. I am not very far out on a limb right there. Do you want me to pick Friday or Monday? No, it's okay. You can, you can have both. All right, I'll let you See, have both. Saturday and Sunday don't count. It's only Friday yeah, exactly. or Monday. Hey, that's here's what Steely's telling you, people. Take it easy on the weekend. You don't need to be refreshing your phones constantly, but stay woke on Friday and Monday. All right, uh, so for the Sooners in the latest rankings, you have the uh, team rankings, the composite rankings. I think they're eighth in the team rankings, sixth in the composite, number one in the portal. And, uh, you know, basically you combine the portal with your class in this day and age. Yeah. So the new team rankings are out. The new top 100 is out, right? Derek, that is correct. Where's Derek new LeBlanc? New rankings update. Derek LeBlanc fell and fell in a big way. Uh, I think he and Josiah Wagner were the two, the two Oklahoma commits that fell the furthest in yesterday's rankings update, and it wasn't all bad. You had Jackson Arnold moving up to number eleven in the country, which is still too low. You had PJ Adabare taking another slight rise. Peyton Bowen, whom again we expect to be in this Oklahoma class by the time it's all said and done, he jumped up quite a bit. But as of right now. Uh, looking at this class, LeBlanc has fallen so far, as a matter of fact, that he is not only out of the top 100, he is out of the top 150 in the composite. You have Why is that? I don't know, because he's also had a pretty dang good senior year. There's not a whole lot you can knock the kid for at this point in time. But he was also one of those dudes that peaked early, and maybe that has something to do with it. He hit his ceiling, and the evaluators believe that there are other guys that have leapfrogged him. I don't know. I think he's a fine football player, and being number 155 in the nation, regardless of position, is still pretty dang good. Um, right now, you have Jackson Arnold, number seven overall player in the nation, according to the composite. You have P.J. Adabare, number 25 overall, and the number four edge rusher. You have Jaquez Petaway, number 66 overall, 
and the number 11 wide receiver. Caden Green, 80th overall, 9th among offensive linemen. Makari Vickers, 89th in the country, 6th among safeties, and he's not even going to play safety at Oklahoma. He's going to play cornerback. And then you got two guys that have just steadily risen and risen and risen in Jacoby Johnson and Sammy Omasigo, number 91 and 93 respectively. Jacoby's number four among athletes, and Sammy is number seven among linebackers. So seven top 100 prospects in this cycle for Oklahoma, and you have the opportunity here within the next week to add two more to that group into Celia Kana and Peyton Bowen. So you get nine of the top 100. That's pretty good. That's, uh, by my count, that's almost 10% of the top 100. I'm good at math, let me tell you. But, you know, that's a good haul for Oklahoma. And then you consider what they've done in the portal uh, so far, again, with Austin Stogner, with Deshaun McCullough, and with Jacob Lacey. They're number one in the uh, portal rankings right now, and they're hoping to add to that as well. So what about the uh, kid from Tulsa, Dylan Wade, the offensive lineman? Oklahoma offer what is that looking like yeah brand I mean brand new offer I still really haven't had the chance to gather a whole lot of intel on the kid but uh, that is a sign that Oklahoma may be moving past some of their previous targets on the offensive line Javion Cohen it looks like is going to end up at Miami which we all know what that means Steely don't got to read too much into that one but in, in Dylan Wade you get a guy that is an established starter and you get a guy that is ready physically and experientially to make the transition from the group of five to the power five if you can get him on board. And so that is one that I would start to watch closely. Uh, did Smothers drop to a three-star? I'm still seeing four-star here. No. Now, there were a couple that lost their fourth star with the shuffling of the rankings. Heath Ozida lost his fourth star in the composite. Um which doesn't change my opinion of Heath Ozida as a prospect, and it shouldn't change anybody's opinion of Heath Ozida because uh, that's a guy that has the long-term potential to be a very impactful player at the University of Oklahoma. Uh, and I think, well, Caleb Hicks lost his fourth star a while back. Logan Howland is moving closer and closer and closer to four-star territory. Kendall Dolby... Got his first composite ranking, and he is right on the cusp of being a four-star. Uh, his composite numeric ranking right now is .8889, and .8900 is the cutoff to be a four-star. So he is within uh, the, the fractions. Fractions, Steely. He's within a hundredth of a point, a, a couple thousandths of a point. Of being a four-star. So so there's really a good chance he's going to get that four-star. There's no doubt. And as Parker said, the Sooners have seven in the top 100. 247 uh, updated the rankings again yesterday. And you're looking at Jackson Arnold, P.J. Atabare, Jaquaze Petaway, Caden Green, Macari Vickers, Jacoby Johnson, and Sammy Omasigo as the Sooners' seven players in the top 100. You add Peyton Bowen and Cecilia Kana, you're going to have nine players in the top 100. And again, signing day is just a week away. It's coming. It is on the way. You know what's going to happen, Parker? Just in case the worst case scenario happens and Peyton Bowen doesn't flip, the OU fans are going to flip. Yeah, okay, well, he's he's flipping. I can tell you that much. He's not sticking with Notre Dame. Oregon is continuing to push Peyton Bowen, and if he somehow, by some minor miracle, flips to a school that isn't Oklahoma, 
he's going to flip to Oregon. But he's not sticking with Notre Dame. My opinion has not wavered. 90% on OU? Is that where you are? Yes. With, with the flip and the flip yes. to OU, not the other OU, Oregon. Well, it would be University That'd of Oregon. Be UO. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, anyway, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen down the stretch. We will take your texts and get to as many as we can on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Uh, Kendall will be the first of a thousand today to ask the question, "What's up with Braylon Presley?" So, what is up with Braylon Presley? Mm, there's no, it's gone quiet. There's nothing happening. All quiet on the Presley front. There you go. Nothing has changed. And I, I, this leads me to believe that Oklahoma is not going to take Braylon Presley. They're not going to have a spot for him. Because Kendall just can't get any satisfaction. I Parker. know Kendall Cole Adams first. Now Ken, it's Braylon Presley. It's been a rough year for Kendall as far as recruiting is concerned. I mean, like he's swiping right on all these prospects <laughs> and getting no return messages at all. No interest. Uh, you know. I'm sorry, Kendall, but that's what we're looking at right now. Uh, one listener says, Parker, I'm scared for Notre Dame boards after he flips. Yeah, the Golden Domers <laughs> are in total meltdown mode and have been periodically for several months. Did I hear? Because I don't do message boards, but I heard you and Tyler talking about it yesterday, and Tyler said that the Notre Dame fans are pretty bad, man. Oh, they're, they are bad. Are they? Like, they Texas are neck Tech and neck with Texas Tech. And LSU? Because those are the two worst, I think. They are, in my mind, as far as the worst fan bases I have ever dealt with, Notre Dame is right there with Texas Tech. It is a dead heat between those two. Um, By the way, were Oklahoma to get Peyton Bowen, they would jump all the way from number eight to number three. Really? In the 24-7 sports recruiting rankings. That's like a Bob Beeman, Carl Lewis long jump right there. That's impressive. That's Mm -hmm. really impressive. Hey, guys, fellow broadcaster Stephen Reese on KREF Sports TV. Thank you, Steely, for bringing back the word schmuck. Well, there are a lot of schmucks out there, and you need to identify where the schmucks are at all times. All right? I'm just saying. Notre Dame fans. They're schmucks. Schmucks. They are. They absolutely are. I'm a little bit surprised by that. Current percentage on the Micah T's flip says Doc. What are you thinking? What's the prescription Mm, for Doc? I'm cautiously optimistic about that one. I put it at 60-40 that he flips right now. There you go. All right. We want to thank also Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We appreciate Tim Lasher and his great company sponsoring our first hour here on The Ref. You need work done on your uh, heating and air unit on that furnace right now, making sure it's going to be working throughout the winter. 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We have... Eric Bailey coming up at 135. Let's talk more Sooner football. Mike Leach moved to the SEC. A lot of recruiting and portal stuff. We got a full plate here, and we're just getting started. Keep it here.
All right, we're back. It is a Wednesday edition of Steel Man and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network, 405-651-3439, 405-651-3439. The Air Coverage Solutions text line brought to you this hour, again, also by Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We appreciate all of your texts. Keep sending them. We'll get to as many as we can. Uh, the Mike Leach story, again, is just uh, it, its a sad one. It was a great life, man. He packed a lot of life into 61 years and uh, – not only did a great job as a football coach mentoring uh, young men and uh, really coaching at a very high level at three places where it's not easy to compile victories, but Mike Leach did that. Of course, everybody remembers around Norman, Mike Leach on Bob Stoops' initial staff that resurrected the Oklahoma football program, got them out of the valley and took them to the peak, the summit of Everest just two years later with that national championship against Florida State. Mike Leach, one year as the offensive coordinator and then on to be the head coach at Texas Tech where he nearly uh, brought the Red Raiders to a national championship game. Had, had a lot of success out there. And then on to Pullman and Washington State and, of course, most recently in Starkville, Mississippi at Mississippi State. Bob Stoops on the rush yesterday as he is each and every week right here on the Ref Radio Network, said that even though he departed, Mike Leach's imprint was still a big part of that 2000 national title. I've always considered, and people that really don't know, believe he was on the staff. I mean, I've always considered him part of the staff in 2000 because we still ran that offense and still had the same play calls, still had, you know, same verbiage, uh, everything. And uh, now... You know, Coach Mangino and Chuck Long might have added a few more wrinkles running the football, but not not a ton. I mean, there is probably 90% of what we did was what we were doing with Mike. I mean, I still remember Quentin Griffin's touchdown. The only touchdown in the national championship was called 30 base, and, and that was Mike's. That was one of Mike's few running plays. <laughs> so. Um, no, I've always felt that Mike was a part of the national championship just because of him getting us all started and, and the quarterbacks. I mean, he got Josh Heupel here. He got Jason White here. He got Nate Hibble here. They all came because of uh, Mike Leach and, and our offense and what we were going to do. All right, Bob Stoops on the rush yesterday, and you can look at, you know, Mike Leach with uh, Hal Mummy. They were at, what, Valdosta State, I think, before that, and it was Hal Mummy's offense, but Mike Leach obviously knew it in, inside and out, that, uh, that spread attack, the air raid, and it made a huge imprint and still has a gigantic imprint on college football everywhere. To me, Hal Mummy was a little bit like uh, Emory Ballard, who was the – father of the wishbone when he was at texas right um and then uh, barry switzer perfected that offense at oklahoma and it's kind of like it was how mummy's offense and he you know he got it started but it was really mike leach who uh took it to the national stage and really got you know made that offense have a huge imprint on college football so uh, and I always loved the wishbone, man. The wishbone back in the day was a lot of fun because what were you trying to do? Trying to get the football to your best athletes, like you do in any offense, but create mismatches, you know, the triple option where you can give it to the fullback and the quarterback can keep it or you can pitch, cut up field, whatever, and you've got a lot of options in the spread offense. So uh, it's it's throwing the football, obviously, but it still seems to be very much an option offense. So the Sooners had two purveyors of very innovative offenses in their day, the wishbone attack and then the uh, air raid spread 
uh, with Mike Lee. Did you just use the word purveyors? Purveyors, yes. Well, you just, now you're the points, one getting all. How many all... points can I get on the Parker Thune vocab scale? <laughs> Ask the Air Comfort Solutions text line about that one. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, people are popping off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line about a variety of things, and we'll get there in a minute. But, no, Mike Leach's impact, not just on Oklahoma's offense, but on the way that offense was played across the Big 12 mm-hmm. and really across uh, all of college football was immeasurable. I mean, I think – let me let me bring up a very out-of-left-field example. If you recall um, – what was it? It was 2007, the year that Appalachian State went up and beat Michigan in the big house. And what was, at that point, one of the biggest upsets, and still, I would say, is one of the biggest upsets in the history of college football, using a lot of the offensive concepts that Mike Leach, or rather that originated with Mike Leach, and that originated with Hal Mummy at Iowa Wesleyan in the early yeah, 90s. Iowa Wesleyan also, yes, you're and right. so... Yeah, you think about as recently as 2017, 2018, the offensive shootouts that we were treated to on a weekly basis in the Big 12, the absurd offensive numbers, yardage outputs, high-scoring football games that became part and parcel of the Big 12. You can trace that all back to the way that Mike Leach altered the direction of college football from an offensive perspective. No doubt. Who was one of the last guys to come around? Well, the guy that's considered to be Kirby Smart, certainly in the conversation, Georgia wins again this year. But Nick Saban, yeah. remember what Nick Saban was saying? Man, we're running too many plays. I don't know about all this. We're going to get people hurt. They weren't running. And they're, they're not running a true spread. But guess what? They're, they're, they're spreading the field and throwing the football a lot more than they used to. Parker, I can remember as a kid, I watched a lot of Oklahoma games where they might throw one or two passes. There were Oklahoma games where they never threw the football. I would think during Barry Switzer's what what did Switz have like sixteen years? Was it thirteen or sixteen? It was sixteen. Sixteen years for Barry Switzer. That's right. Um, I would guess there were probably seven or eight games, maybe more than that, where they never threw the football. It used to be when I watched football as a kid, whether it was one of the rivalry games, Ohio State, Michigan, SC, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Texas, that you would run the football on first or second down, and if you got stuffed and it was like third and eight or something, then you might throw the football. That was about it, man. It was it was a totally different game. And you almost got to the point. Now, Oklahoma had so much success running the wishbone when you had great players again quarterback and halfback and fullback uh you know they rarely they didn't have to throw the football a lot they really didn't have to but you almost got to the point uh you know in the uh, in the 2000s early 2000s where you're like why were coaches not thinking about this stuff you know where you know just throw the football out to a great flanker wide receiver or a running back in space let them make make a couple guys miss, and get a big play. But it was a totally different game. And Mike Leach, again, a huge part of that revolution. Well, And for years and years, decades and decades, football was primarily a game of force. Mike Leach was one of the guys that transformed it into a game of equal parts force and finesse because of that which you just talked about there, Steely, the reality that uh, one of the concepts that was so instrumental in – Leach's offensive attack was just the ability to get the ball out in space, out on the perimeter, on the boundaries. And that ended up having a trickle-down effect and a ripple effect across all of college football. And you see the imprint 
of, well, you, I, I should say you see Mike Leach's fingerprints on pretty much every single offense to some degree in college football today. No doubt about it. And I, and I can remember again back in uh, back in the formative years of this uh, regional radio star right here that when I was watching Oklahoma football, when the Sooners had to throw the ball, you thought, man, uh, Oklahoma's going to have to throw the ball to come back, and they can't do that consistently uh, good enough maybe to make a comeback in a game against like, like Miami or one of the really great teams that they ran into problems with. But they had enough guys that ran the wishbone that could throw the ball good enough. J.C. Watts could throw the ball. Steve Davis could throw the ball all right. Thomas Law was all right, but Thomas Law was a great quarterback at Oklahoma. Dean, when he came in the game, Dean could Dean could throw the football, part of some Sooner Magic plays at OU. So, again, uh, it's just a totally different game. What is this about C.J. Blocker to Utah? Yeah, C.J. Blocker committed to Utah yesterday. What? Compl- well, and it was weird because it came, it came so out of the blue because he had been committed to Utah for some time, decommitted about a month back, to reevaluate his options, Alabama offered, Colorado offered, Muleshoe offered, obviously most recently OU offered. Well, he went on an official visit to Kentucky, I believe it was, this past weekend and had an official book for this coming weekend to USC. There was some talk that he may end up switching that visit to Oklahoma. Or no, it was Alabama where he ended up going last week. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue in the middle of all of these visit plans, he recommits to Utah. Hmm. So interesting. Another legacy that Oklahoma strikes out on. Well, I will say this: we do owe Kyle Whittingham and the Utes. We do owe them. Now that is true. Akana is not a part of that deal. If you want CJ Blocker, all right. You know, it kind of still stinks for Oklahoma fans, but we owe those Utes a lot. They took down That's Mule the bounty, twice, right? CJ Blocker is the bounty. That's it. Yeah. So I don't have. You know, I, again, I'm not doing backflips over that. But again, it is Kyle Whittingham, and we owe the Utes. OFU, OFU, Oklahomans for Utah. They beat Mule Shoot twice. So right now. They are his kryptonite out there. Better C.J. Blocker to Utah than to USC or Alabama. That's right? exactly right. Uh, on the Air Comfort Solutions text line from the 918. Notre Dame, where the fans are entitled and their girlfriends are imaginary. <laughs> are, they, uh, are they trying to get a, uh, a girlfriend imaginary, Lene Kakua for uh, Peyton Bowen or what? <laughs> I mean, that stuff's happened in oh, Notre gosh. Dame before, right? I'm sur- <laughs> Somebody's got it. I'm surprised that hasn't been more of a thing on the message boards. Yeah, no, Peyton, Peyton Bowen likes Oklahoma because his girlfriend is real. Wow, man. that's yeah. – um, Man, and you watched that 30 for 30 with Manti Teo, though, man. You had to feel for the guy. Uh, you know, that, was, that was a bad deal. Also from the 918, what do Notre Dame fans and a bitter divorce have in common? Everything. There you go. All right, keep them coming in, folks. 405-651-3439, 405 Five one thirty four thirty nine. We got a lot more to get to, and we got a lot more time to do it. About ninety minutes. We do have uh, Eric Bailey covering the Sooners for the Tulsa World on the way at one thirty five. We got you guys here today with us. We appreciate it. Coming right back here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref.
Wednesday. How's everybody doing? Welcome back. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network, hour number one, brought to you by Tim Lasher's great company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405 579 3113. They will do great work for you. I, uh, I neglected to mention the uh, Bob Stoops audio we played talking about Mike Leach. In the last segment, that was our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central has clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now a new Tri-City location serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full-service clinics treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. I have tasked the uh, young uh, sports prodigy, Parker Thune, with this. Give me the ultimate grand slam sooner finish in recruiting <laughs> and then give me that sounds like something you'd order at Denny's right yeah no doubt or and then give me the realistic closing for Oklahoma in recruiting with a week left before signing day let's start with the ultimate grand slam finish for OU well, that you would get, be what? you get everybody uh Peyton Bowen Mike Atiz DJ Hicks Damian Sanford Jordan Allen Tecilia Kana and shoot throw in Quincy Rhodes too did I miss anybody I don't feel like I missed anybody I don't think so now with blocker is at Utah right yeah blocker is at Utah so that one's out of the picture okay so that would probably vault would that vault Oklahoma to number two or would they be like three behind uh Bama and Georgia uh I believe they'd be number two in that case and that would be that would be an un how many unreal how many top 100 other players would you add because they're going to add Bowen and Akana which would get it to nine you add DJ Hicks that's 10 uh Sanford's not top 100 no he's not no, he's not. Anybody else that would be top 100? No, that's about it. That would be um, 10 top 100 players if you add Bowen, Hicks, and Akana. And you figure it's looking like it's going to happen with Akana and Bowen. That is what it looks like right now. All right. So what hold it, the momentum. That is the ultimate Grand Slam finish. That is the ultimate Grand Slam closing for OU and recruiting. What is the realistic OU closing? Realistically, I th- as I would project it right now, I think you close with Bowen, you close with Akana, you flip Micah Tease, and man, I can't. Jordan Allen? No, I'm I'm not super confident in Jordan Allen. I think this staff's going to find a way to pull somebody that they don't outright lead for right now. So they have 23 commits as things stand, or 24 now, I believe, with Dave McCullough in the fold. No, it is. Is it 23 or 24? I think it's 23. I think it's 23, you're No, you're right, 23. I just checked this morning and I spaced on it. So you got 23 commits. If you add Bowen, Akana, and you add Micah Tease, that gets you to 26. I'll say they flip Quincy Rhodes, too. 27. Quincy the final Rhodes class is 27 is players. Four-star defensive lineman currently committed to Arkansas, all of six foot seven, 255 pounds. Big boy. So that would get Oklahoma where? Would that get them to number three if the, the realistic close? Or would that be yeah, that like top would, five? They would be pushing for number two in that case. Okay. I don't know if they'd get there. Pushing for they'd two. Be, so they'd be a top three class. With yes. the ultimate grand slam, they would get to number two. And with the realistic, they'll be still, if they get the guys, particularly if they get Rhodes to flip from Arkansas, you think they'd be pushing number two even then? Yeah, look, Alabama has the number one class by a wide margin right now, and they're about to put some serious gravy 
on that haul because it's looking like they're going to get five-star teammates, Quay Rasaw and James Smith as well from in-state, uh, Carver, Alabama, those two teammates, both five-stars in the 2023 class. Alabama very heavily trending recently for both of them. So you're not catching the Crimson Tide. Nobody is. That's a class that's going to give Texas A&M's class last year a run for its money in terms of the best in the modern recruiting era. So Alabama is in a league of its own this year, but there's nobody else that you couldn't vault past if things fall your way. Not that I'm a petty or small-minded man, but is there any chance that Mule Shoes class can fall apart down the stretch? Any chance that Mule Shoes class can fall apart? Like, you know, he loses two or three down the stretch and finishes like 18th. I mean, and I think they're like 13th or 14th right now. I'm trying to think of guys that could realistically flip from USC. Nah, at this point, I I don't know if Mule Shoes going to lose a whole heck of a lot, and. I think, honestly, Caleb Williams winning the Heisman Trophy is a feather in Mule Shoe's cap that's probably going to make it a little bit easier for him to close on some of his key targets down the stretch because the pitch for any offensive player right now is come play with the Heisman Trophy winner, and the pitch to any defensive player is, hey, come fix this defense, and we'll put up points, and if this defense is where it needs to be a year or two down the road – we're going to be a college football playoff contender. All right. The Sooners in the team rankings are number eight. Composite rankings, which throws uh, everybody all together. The Sooners are six. They're number one in the portal rankings right now. Who finishes higher when it's all said and done next Wednesday? Texas, number four right now. Oklahoma, number eight. Who finishes higher in the rankings, Oklahoma or Texas? I'll say Oklahoma does. Because, again, if you flip Peyton Bowen, you are instantly up to number three. You don't need anything else to happen. All you need to do is flip Peyton Bowen from Notre Dame, and you're up to number three. I have said for a while, I expect that flip to come to fruition. And at that point, if you if and when you do flip Peyton Bowen and you tack on to Celia Kana and you tack on another couple guys like Micah Tease, Quincy Rhodes, maybe somebody like Marcus Strong that we haven't talked a whole lot about but that has – it still does have some interest from Oklahoma here. Yeah, Oklahoma will finish higher than Texas. That is my prediction. There you go. All right, let's get some texts in while we still have a few minutes left in the segment. 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. That is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Notre Dame message boards need to be part of the dark web. Agree. I I, I was browsing through yesterday just out of nothing more than sheer curiosity because I'd been sent so many screenshots and texts and DMs about it. So I was scrolling through the latest Peyton Bowen meltdown thread. And, oh boy, some of the things that were being said about Peyton Bowen, about Peyton Bowen's girlfriend, about Brent Venables, about me, about the Oklahoma media scene, Hmm. About the 24-7 Sports Network, which apparently has some vested interest in making sure Peyton Bowen ends up at Oklahoma. Um, Yeah, it's a debacle. Some of these fans are so short-sighted. If you're really that vested in recruiting and you really want your school to do well and get these guys down the stretch, I mean, I'm not saying that Peyton Bowen is going on the message boards all the time. There's a good chance that there's some people telling Peyton Bowen, 
kind of what's happening there and what they're saying. Now, I don't know if it's a lot, but it's just enough. And, it's again, that reflects on your fan base. And, look, the OU fans have been guilty of that. I've been guilty of that with, with Muleshoe. But sometimes with these kids, man, everything you say, I mean, to a certain extent, you're a small fraction of the reason why a kid might pick a school. But you may be 5%, but that 5% might matter. But some of these fans are so short-sighted and they've had one too many natural lights and they got to get on the message board and talk trash and, you know, make their school look bad. And, look, it happens at every school. I get that. I totally get that. But uh, it doesn't, doesn't seem like a good idea to me. All right, 405-651-3439. So they still don't like you on the uh, Notre Dame message boards. Yeah, somebody said, Parker works for and with people who were duped by a fake recruit profile. First off, that was years ago. And secondly, I don't think that was 24-7. I think that was Rivals. I think that was the other guys. I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, but, no, I was definitely not with the network when all of that happened, if any of that still has any bearing. Uh, one listener says, Can Steely please quit talking about Mule Shoe? Let me answer that question, sir, in one real simple word. It involves an N and an O. No. Um, over under year over over under three years until Mule Shoe takes an NFL job. Somebody tells you to quit talking about Mule Shoe, and then the next texter asks you a Mule Shoe <laughs> question. Under is my answer. You still going under? You think it would be like uh, Kingsbury still has what like three years? But I mean they they're falling apart. Kyler's out for the year. That's not working there. Sean McVay, you know, there's been some talk about, you know, Boy Wonder maybe retiring early or something like that. Uh, we'll see what's going to happen there, but I, I don't know. I, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, let's see what else we got on the text line. Somebody said, tell Steely that Zeppelin is overrated. They're really trying to get under your skin here. <laughs> uh, okay. Brian in Tulsa points out that Caden McFarland is a good Golden Domer. That is true. Can never paint with too broad of a brush. Yeah, Caden is a good uh, Notre Dame guy. Yeah, I, anyway. Uh, one listener asks, does Akana commit on early signing day, or is he waiting? To see that Akana himself tweeted just a few days ago that he would be committing in the next couple of weeks. So I would figure this gets done in the next week, and I would expect him to sign on early signing day. That is my read on the situation. Uh, let's see what else do we have. Oh, it may sound cliche, but it's still true. They hate us because they ain't us. Truer words have never been spoken right there, in my opinion. All right, 405-651-3439. Keep the text coming. Keep the texts coming, please. All right, uh, we got one more segment. We do have Eric Bailey at 135 today. Again, 135, Riverwind Casino Hotline. Looking forward to that conversation. We'll talk, uh, you know, Sooners, Portal, Mike Leach, everything going on college football-wise. And uh, we'll get to Eric again coming up at 135. Glad you're with us on a Wednesday. We are coming right back.
Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, as we begin our number two here on uh, Steelman and Thune, the home of the Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network, 2,800 electronic games, all of your favorite table games right there at Riverwind. They're undergoing a little bit of a renovation now, and the areas that have already been renovated look real and spectacular. They have the best bars and dining, Coop Ale House Bar, the River Buffet, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, a great food court, the Seasons Food Court. New Member 7 program, new members, new guests out at Riverwind who sign up and get a wild card can earn up to $450 in one day. They've got a great promotion happening right now, the 20K Holidays on Us. You can win a share of $20,000 from now until December 23rd. Riverwind patrons are able to earn points on all electronic gaming machines. Then at 5 p.m. on Christmas Eve, 10 patrons who earn the most points are going to be awarded grand prize bundles, including the including the following. $500 Amazon gift card, $500 Walmart gift card, $500 Target gift card, and a $500 Visa gift card. I mean, they're giving away everything in these 10 grand prize bundles. So get out there and play. Get as many points on your card as you can uh, from now until December 23rd in the 20K Holidays on Us promotion only at Riverwind Casino. Simply the best. All right. So on the air cover solutions text line, uh, one guy, look, I get it. I, I, I'm not I'm not trying to say you're wrong, but he says, man, this guy's infatuation with Lincoln Riley is just crazy. And, uh, you know, I he violated one of the Sooner Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not take another job in college, only the NFL, if leaving Oklahoma. So he he broke one of the commandments. My question to you, Parker, what should the other nine commandments be? Thou shalt not leave Oklahoma for any other college job, only an NFL job. Is that the first and foremost of all the commandments? Uh, what is the real first commandment? Uh, that would be probably you shall have no other coach's name before Switzer's. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah, that's, oh, man, we could, we, <laughs> now the wheels are spinning in my brain. Thou shall not take the name of Bud, Barry, or Bob in vain. What should some other Sooner commandments be? But Lincoln Riley, he's a violator. Thou shalt not take another college job when leaving the University of Oklahoma, only an NFL job. That's it. We need, uh, where was Zeus? Mount Olympus? Was that where Zeus resided up there on his mansion? Yeah, I think so. That sounds right. We need it's Mount been a while Switzer. since I read any Greek mythology. Yeah. It's going back to like sophomore year of high school. Been a while. Has been a while. Did you read the um, Iliad and the Odyssey, by the way? I'm sure I did. I don't, did you, did you Cliff Notes it? I didn't retain much of either of those. How about Beowulf? Did you read Beowulf? I remember reading Beowulf. And again, I don't remember a whole lot of the details. Me either. My brain is filled with a lot of useless sports facts these days. Mine, too. Hour number two brought to you by the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72. Great deals. Cars, trucks, SUVs, pre-owned vehicles with a great guarantee to back uh, the sale. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. Do you want to go uh, to the Air Comfort Solutions text line? Sure. Let's go. Uh <laughs> Oh, people have suggestions. Here's my suggestion. Uh, 
The fourth commandment. Okay. Honor thy Saturday. There you go. It's like keep the Sabbath holy. Yes. Keeps Saturday each, holy. Each Saturday shall be a Sabbath to Sooner Football. My, you know, yeah, I like that one. Carve it into stone, into one of the tablets. So, all right, uh, somebody on the Air Comfort Solutions tax line uh, had much greater brevity than me because I, that mine was too long-winded. Basically said, thou shall not covet another college job. Mm. That, that's pretty much what Lincoln Riley did. So whoever sent that in, we are using your commandment. That is good. Thou shall not overcook your brisket. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, no, that guy's not a hater. He's welcome to his opinion. Somebody said, "Don't, don't worry about the haters." He, you know, he's got his opinion. He's not wrong about it. He's not wrong about it. But he gave us a really good idea too. Thou shalt not steal players. That comes from KJ. On I the mean, I think sex I think that guy out there has violated many of the commandments. You know what I'm saying? So, thou shalt not lie. About your intentions. Yes. And what is it about? Uh, there's something about uh, graven images or something. Yes, right? that would be the second commandment. That's okay. Could that be like an edit when you steal a player from Oklahoma? When you take a player from Oklahoma? Graven images also. You've got to have something Heisman Park related. Thou shall not put horns up. Yeah, definitely. That's a good one. Thou shalt not get married on a Saturday in the fall. Yes and amen. Another good one. That's a good one. Thou shalt not steal play like a champion today to put in another <laughs> locker room. Look at that. That's a good one, Brian. Look at the one right on top of it. Thou shalt not squib kick. That's nice. Well done. Well done. Thou shalt not hire the second coming of Richard Simmons as the strength coach. <laughs> hey, come on. Let's do some sweating to the oldies. Thou shalt be more specific when you say you're close. <laughs> Where would we put the tablets? I mean, can we put them over near Heisman Park? You think Joe C. would allow that if we just had, you know, a little memorial with all the commandments right there? Oh, man. Where would where would it go? It would have to be, hmm. Hmm. The ten it could be at the foot of the Bob Stoop statue. There, there you go. There you go. Thou shalt not take Bud, Barry, or Bob's name in vain. You can't say, like, damn it, Stoops. What were you thinking? You know, you have to say positive things at all times about, about them. That's part of the deal. Oh, we got to get out of here. I, I always thought we were on the second hour. See, I'm completely an idiot right now. I, I already thought we were in hour number two. We're not even done with hour number one. I just said, hey, we're in hour number two. I am going to Shady Oaks Rest Home soon. I hope you guys will come pay me a visit while I eat my tapioca pudding. That is sad. All right. Thank you to Tim Lasher and Lasher Home Comfort Systems. See, Seth Wadley, you got one extra promo out of an hour. There you go. We'll be back with Hour 2 next.
All right, the old man here has finally recognized that this is our number two, and it is brought to you by the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley, exit 72. Tremendous deals and a great selection. Cars, trucks, SUVs, pre-owned vehicles, they're all right there on the Seth Wadley lot, exit 72 in Paul's Valley. And again, a great guarantee, oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. All right, uh, Parker, we talked, uh, you know, I, I asked you your uh, ultimate Grand Slam scenario for the Sooners and recruiting down the stretch and the more realistic scenario. All right, I'm going to pose another question to you. It looks like Oklahoma's going to get Peyton Bowen and Cecilia Kana down the stretch. Sure. Two big gets for Oklahoma, no doubt. Let's say they can get one more, and that doesn't include D.J. Hicks. Who would be your pick? For the Sooners to get, you're going to get O'Connor and Bowen. Let's just say again, you're not going to get D.J. Hicks, but if you can get one more, the guys that are still out there seriously considering Oklahoma, who would you want that player to be? Mike Atiz. Mike Atiz. Without question. So if you close with Peyton Bowen, Tassili Akana, and Mike Atiz, that wraps up a tremendous recruiting haul for Oklahoma. And that would probably put them, what, in the three range again? Um because you said with Bowen, they move up to three, right? Yes. Just Bowen alone Bowen. would get them to three. So, and that would be unbelievable. That would be unbelievable. All right. 405-651-3439 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. All right. We got a lot of uh, Sooner Ten Commandments coming in because we said that a certain individual violated one of them. Thou shall not covet another college football job. NFL job, that's not, a, that's not a breaking a commandment. But if you covet another college football job, as the head coach at OU, you're breaking a commandment. You're probably going to you know where. So get your flame retardant suit ready. Just saying. One listener says, thou shalt not love thy neighbor. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if that's referring to Oklahoma State or if that's referring to Texas. But uh, – Thou shalt not have any idols outside of Heisman Park. <laughs> well done, 580. Nice. Thou shalt not ever paint your nails. <laughs> Thou shalt not commit football adultery. Yeah, that's kind of what happened, yeah. Thou shalt not use eyeball emojis. All right, yeah, good one. Thou shalt not tailgate on Lindsay. Well, that one's being observed. Um, <laughs> Thou shalt not rush three and drop eight. Money, what's up? I like it. Uh, this listener, amidst all of the suggestions on the text line as to the Sooner Commandments, asks, are you going to put in a crystal ball for Peyton Bowen? No, I'm not going to. If I was going to put in a crystal ball for Peyton Bowen at any point, I would have done it in May or June. That's how long this has been trending. But here's the deal. you got to understand, crystal balls stoke the fire like few other things in the recruiting world do. I can sit here on the radio and talk till the cows come home about how I think Peyton Bowen is going to be a Sooner at the end of the day, but the second I put a crystal ball prediction in, it's all over social media. Yeah. Because there are accounts these days that all they do is post the crystal ball prediction. They're aggregators, right? Yeah. I put in a crystal ball, boom. There are five or six different Twitter accounts that just compile OU-related crystal ball predictions, and they're instantly going to tweet it out, tag the kid, tag the coach. It's just – it's bothersome. 
And not only is it bothersome, but it just fans the flames of what is already a fire, an inferno at this point that has been raging for months on end between Notre Dame fans and Oklahoma fans. So you're not going to stoke the flames right now is what you're saying, basically, even though you you still believe that Peyton Bowen will flip. I get it. Um, you know, how do you feel about the aggregators, by the way? That sounds like a really good TV series, the aggregators. The aggregators? Yes. You just you go in the newsroom. There's a small newsroom. Hey, somebody just got something up. Let's aggregate it. I, I shouldn't say all of the things I want to say. I dislike those types of Twitter accounts. Where the second I put a crystal ball in, I get a notification and there's a post and it tagged me and it tagged the kid and it's got their official visit pictures reposted and a link to their profile on every site imaginable. And it's like, Sooner fans, blow it up. And I'm like, I don't want this to be blown up. Isn't it? That's the, not one, the goal. One of the worst things is when you get tagged in a conversation that never ends. Exactly. It's like, and oh it's my a conversation gosh, that I have no part this. in. Yes. It's horrible. All right. Uh, 405 651 Thou shalt never adorn thyself with orange outside of hunting season. That's pretty good. Thou shalt like not it. accept another job in your last job's garb. <laughs> Remember when he stepped off the plane wearing the OU Jordans? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Thou shalt not kill OU's chances of having a de- decent defense for five years. Thou shalt not cry on the sidelines. Uh, <laughs> thou shalt not ask for mercy from another coach during the game. See Baylor 2021. <laughs> Thou shalt not Clark Stroud. Hmm. Yeah, I like right. that one. Thou shall reply to Boomer. Uh, okay, yeah, that's pretty much uh, that should Standard. be one set in stone right there. Gunny of Stutzman Army simply says, say it louder, Parker. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm assuming that's referring to my take on aggregators. Aggregators are the worst. Not aggregators as individuals. Aggregation Twitter accounts are the worst. And if you run one, I'm not saying you're the worst. All I'm saying is your Twitter account is the worst. Okay, there you go. Uh, Parker, I have not heard a whole lot on Bowen and Oregon until the last few weeks. Before that, it seemed to be OU or Notre Dame. So when and why did Oregon get involved, and is it real or fake with Oregon? Well, you got to consider who else Oregon is involved with late in the process here, and that would be DJ Hicks. It is no particular secret, Steely, that Oregon has plenty of what now? Cash. Phil Knight, Nike cash. Bingo. So, here is my belief. Oregon is making a push for Peyton Bowen, not because they actually believe they're going to get Peyton Bowen, but simply to make things more difficult on Oklahoma and Notre Dame. And just add another variable to the mix. And, to a certain degree, drive up the asking price. Right? Because interest from a school like Oregon, if you're Peyton Bowen, interest from a school like Oregon and in-home visits from the Oregon staff and the ability to put out there on social media, hey, Oregon's interested, well, that's going to make OU a little bit more apprehensive. That's going to make Notre Dame a little bit more apprehensive. And maybe, just maybe, 
the NIL price continues to get driven upward and further upward. Now, with DJ Hicks, it's there's no nuance involved there. With Peyton Bowen, there's a lot of nuance involved because OU has a ton of reason to feel confident about getting the kid. He's not all about the money. The money is a piece of the puzzle, but also in play is the relationship with Jackson Arnold, the girlfriend, the relationship with Brandon Hall, his younger brother's desire to be at Oklahoma. You know what would really with cause a problem, though, Parker, if Oregon uh, you know, offered the girlfriend? Well, she's already signed yeah. to Oklahoma. Oh, it's she's signed. She's signed. Okay, it's yeah. signed. It's just she's signed. locked in. Okay, well, yeah. Dan Lanning, you have no chance. Uh-huh. So, so uh, with T.J. Hicks, the kid's going to go to the highest bidder. I'd be very surprised if that doesn't happen. And if Oklahoma ends up with D.J. Hicks, make no mistake, it will be because there is a lot of money involved. you got to come in with something to close the deal. I say a uh, lifetime supply, supply. Daryl Ray, I hope you're good with this, a lifetime supply that you get to go to Daryl Ray's, Ray's Barbecue twice a week and eat all you want. Daryl Ray, you good with that for D.J. Hicks? That could sweeten the deal. That could be the closer right there. I'm sure Daryl would be cool with brokering that deal. Go get a raise the roof sandwich, you know, a couple times a week or the three meats. Oh, man, sounds good. Might go tonight. This listener in the 918 says, teams could always throw big NIL to girlfriends. Or you could go to the you could go the Notre Dame route and just invent a girlfriend. Yeah. There's always that. Yeah. It was Lene Kakua back in the day. Uh, what's the latest? Going to ask you again about Trace Ford from Brian. What are we What are we hearing on the Trace Ford front? Still feel good about Oklahoma and Trace Ford. It's just going to be one that you're going to have to wait out. Auburn in the mix point. too. Is I, yeah, I think Auburn is in the mix. SMU is in the mix. Apparently, somebody said something earlier on the text line about Alabama being in the mix. I hadn't seen much on that front, but uh, elsewhere on the text line, Parker, you got me all liquored up on Stone. What's the deal? Well, David Stone has an announcement coming, what would that be, Saturday? Is the 19th a Saturday? Or the, No, the 19th is the 18th. It's a Sunday, 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 Sunday the 18th. David Stone has an announcement coming. I don't expect it to be a commitment. I would be surprised if it is. I think it's either going to be a top schools announcement or an announcement that the kid is coming back to Oklahoma to play his senior year of high school. Do you think that would be Dell City again, or do you think he'd end up at one of the uh, powers? I do not know. Uh, this listener says, trying to prove someone is an idiot. NIL stands for name, image, likeness. Is this correct? Yes, it is. Whoever was trying to dispute you on that is, in fact, an idiot. So you win, listener. Um this listener says, don't you think it's time for BV to stop being a choir boy and go after Clemson kids? Muleshoe did it to OU and almost made the playoff. BV went 6-6. Six and six. Have you heard any rumors? They're going after a couple that are in the portal, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, uh, it's here's the deal. Fred Davis right and now, Kevin Swint, right? The two defenders? Kevin, Kevin Swint committed to Georgia State. Okay. Oh, well. Fred Davis, I, I I have heard rumblings about OU and Fred Davis. Um, you have to keep in mind, though, not everybody on Clemson's defensive uh, roster is going to be the type of player that you can build a championship defense around at Oklahoma. 
And yeah, Venables recruited a lot of those guys to Clemson, but a lot of the guys that have established themselves as impact contributors at the collegiate level have their sights set elsewhere. Trenton Simpson just declared for the NFL draft this morning. Trenton Simpson is a guy that you would love to have at the cheetah position at Oklahoma. But I I don't know. Like, Let's say Brent Venables brought three or four players over from Clemson. I'm not sure whether these fans would be as excited about those three or four players as they feel like they would be right now, in theory. Right. Because they'd probably be the type of players that haven't started a whole heck of a lot in their collegiate careers yet. Gotcha. From the 210, Steely, I'm just kidding. I love Zeppelin, the number two on my list. Well, yes, you got to love Zeppelin. Yeah, I figured you were kidding anyway. By the way, you know who the biggest cheetah in college football is? Think about it. The biggest cheetah? Mm-hmm. Deshaun McCullough. 6'5", 230. Jimbo Fisher. Crickets. Jimbo Fisher is the biggest cheetah in college football. Yeah. You don't get it? No, I'm tracking. Come on. Is there, was there a punchline coming? That No, that was the punchline. Oh, that line. was the punchline. That line. was okay. the punchline. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, my career in stand-up comedy <laughs> has just ended. I will not be appearing at the Improv anytime in the future. We'll take a break right there. 405-651-3439. Air Coverage Solutions text line. Let's keep the text rolling in. I'll try another one later in the show. It was, I mean, it was just total silence and looking at me like, Really? That's all you got? I mean, I tried. I mean, I guess Jimbo is a legal cheetah. No. My sincere apologies. We'll be right back. We are back. Some of you olds out there, fellow olds. OU, olds unite. We'll get the reference. I was all set to open for Shecky Green at the MGM Grand, but after that failed attempt at humor, that contract has been canceled. 405-651-3439. We're going right back to the Air Cover Solutions text line here in a minute. We do have Eric Bailey coming up on the Riverwind Casino Hotline, that'll be at 1.35. We will get locked in uh, with Parker and Tyler McComas at 2 o'clock right here on The Ref. Chris Plank, Plank does such a great job, and he has uh, got that show with Gabe on Sirius XM Radio, the Big 12 show, and they had Hal Mummy on to talk about memories of Mike Leach. And, of course, Mike Leach came to OU from Lexington, Kentucky, where he's on staff with Hal Mummy. And, how Mummy, how Mummy talked about, you know, how Mike Leach was very inventive and uh, very much a quick study uh, with his offense. And he remembers uh, Mike Leach being a, you know, even before he went to Oklahoma as a head coaching candidate. He talked about that situation and how he wound up at OU. He went on a bunch of interviews and a lot of schools that I won't name turned him down. And he came to my office and he, he sits down and he had just got turned down by one again and this is we were getting ready to play in the Outback Bowl, and uh, he says I'm the Avis rent car of assistant coaches. <laughs> and then a, a few an hour or so later, Bob Stoops called, and he'd just been named head coach at Oklahoma, 
and I'd read some of the names he had hired, like Mark Mangino and Steve Spurrier Jr. and, uh, you know, just various kind of big-name assistants. He calls and he says, I want to hire Mike to be my offensive coordinator. Can he call plays? I said, yeah, of course. He calls around here all the time. So we kind of share that all the time. I said, I said most of the time, Bob would be quite frank about it. The, the guy calling plays the quarterback. But but uh, he, I said, he can run an offense if that's what you want. I said, but now do you want to hire him just because it's kind of sexy to hire a Kentucky coach or do you want to hire him because you want to run our offense? And he said, I want to run your offense. And uh, I said, well, I think it'd be a good idea to hire Mike Leach. And Bob Stoops deserves a lot of the credit because he was the first guy to run our offense that was not on my staff. So I went down the hall and I told Mike, I said, you should, I hate to lose you, but you should probably do this. It is OU. Hal Mummy on the uh, Big 12 show on Sirius XM that Chris Plank uh, hosts and uh, good stuff there from the former head coach at the University of Kentucky. Hal Mummy, last I saw him, I'm not sure where he is now. I know he was working with Bob uh, when Bob was uh, coaching the Renegades and maybe he'll be work- back working with Bob again. Maybe he already is. I, I don't know. But uh, Hal Mummy, obviously, uh, you know, that Kentucky uh, offense, Bob Stoops had always said when he was the D.C. at Florida, that was the toughest one he had to deal with uh, when he was there in the SEC. 405-651-3439 here on Steel Man and Thune. That is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's get back to it. And uh, let's see, what do we have? More Sooner Ten Commandments as well. Uh, we have a bunch of dad jokes on the Air Comfort Solutions text line in the spirit of your Jimbo Fisher crack. Uh, Joe in Tulsa says, good one, Steely. Parker didn't get it. And mule shoe laughing emoji. Big Bad Wolf says, I thought it was funny, Steely. Another says, Mike, I've been a faithful follower for 20 years. It took me about half a second to shout out Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> so, Parker, you are the one who's in Clearly, trouble here. You're I the am one. the one. You're, you're the one. Who is just not thinking on the same level as all of you. I am of a lower intelligence. <laughs> Sean. Um, I like Sean's real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt. Sexy to hire a Kentucky coach, a sentence never before said. Yeah, when it comes to football. I think you're right, Sean. Go ahead. I'm sorry. From the 918. To honor Mike Leach, oh, you should make it dress like a pirate day on opening weekend next season. And that might be a little much, but they need to do something to yeah, honor maybe Mike like Leach. like a commemorative yeah, t-shirt I, I or something like that. like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Hmm. I'm always curious to see what happens when we get a text um, that says the preview. The preview says, "Click to view image." I was like, "Oh boy, what's what? What's going to pop up here?" Oh, it's a post from the Notre Dame message boards. This comes courtesy of a poster named Bodie from the corner on the Notre Dame message boards. Bowen is coming to Notre Dame. The sky isn't falling. Some of you really need to develop clickbait detectors. And before anyone says it, no, this isn't the same situation as Keon, Dante, or Walker referring to erstwhile Notre Dame commits that ended up flipping elsewhere. Or, I I guess, prospects that were heavily interested in Notre Dame at the very least and ended up going elsewhere. He goes on to say, Peyton is in constant contact with the other commits in this class, and his mom is very pro-Notre Dame. Just relax. That's from Bodie from the corner. Well, shoot. 
I mean, his hate sources, to break it to you, OU fans. His sources must be, you know, Im- just impeccable. Bodie from the corner, right? No Peyton Bowen in this class for Oklahoma. Don't say that. Somebody just got in the car and now they're, <laughs> you know, what? Peyton Bowen is locked in with Notre Dame and will not be decommitting or flipping. As reported on Irish Illustrated by Bodie from the corner. Bodie from the corner. Okay. Is that a character I should know? From That's somewhere? definitely not a character I know. I mean, is that like an album from CCR or something that I never heard of? I don't know. Bodie from the corner. From the 918. Not shocking that this text comes from the 918. Why would you not try to get Braylon Presley? All he does is make plays. You tell me you can't find a spot on an 85 scholarship roster for a guy like that, plus you could maybe get into Bixby for future players like his younger brother. Listen, I'm on the same page, okay? I think we're all on the same page. The OU coaching staff does not appear to be on the same page. I am a huge advocate for Braylon Presley and have been ever since he was a junior in high school. I'm big on the kid. I think the world of him. I think he's an outstanding football player and has an outstanding ceiling. And if utilized properly, if developed properly, he could be OU's answer to Tavon Austin. He could be what Tavon Austin was to West Virginia Mm -hmm. a decade ago. Yeah, I, I'm all for it as well. I'm all for it as well. I don't know what's going on. We we're getting some repeat texts that we've kind of already answered. The one about Led Zeppelin, I said, yes, yes, yes. I, I hear you. I, I thought you were kidding. Um, one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, no doubt about it. Another 918 text. Don't let all the Bowen news distract you from the fact that in 1998, Undertaker threw mankind off the top of Hell in a Cell 16 feet through an announcer's table. Hmm. I did not know that. I wasn't alive in 1998. This listener says, just like Cole Adams, OU will drop the ball. Mm, I, yes, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll agree. I'll concur with that text. I had to ruminate on it for a second, but yeah, OU did drop the ball with Cole Adams. Well, Nick Saban liked him, right? Yeah, Nick Saban liked him enough not only to offer him, but to press for him and to prioritize him. Does Nick Saban know talent? I mean, do we know yet? Does Nick Saban know what a good football player looks like? I would think so. You think so? He of the six national championships in the last 15 years. You think the evidence is in by now? All right, uh, Justin Flo from the 918. What's the latest on Justin Flo, the uh, linebacker from Oregon who's in the portal? Uh, again, haven't heard a whole lot about him. Both him and his brother are in the transfer portal, so maybe it's a package deal. We'll see what happens. Uh, somebody asks, maybe Levy just doesn't know Oklahoma yet and doesn't know about Bixby and Presley. Parker, call him up and tell him. Do people forget that Jeff Levy graduated from the University of Oklahoma? I would hope that's not lost on folks. And, yeah. Maybe he's not as familiar with the state as he once was. But make no mistake, Jeff Levy is aware of Braylon Presley. I know this for a fact. There you go. It is not for lack of knowledge that Braylon Presley is on the market. Real quick, we got a break for Eric Bailey. How's OU's relationship with Colin Simmons? Uh, And tell people who Colin 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 Simmons Simmons is. Five-star edge rusher out of Duncanville, Texas. That kid will more than likely be playing for Jamar Cain at LSU. That is my belief. There you go. All right, we're going to break right here. We got Eric Bailey. We got Eric Bailey from the Tulsa World covering Sooner football, Sooner sports. We'll talk about the portal. We'll talk recruiting. We'll talk about Mike Leach. We'll talk about a lot of stuff with Eric when we get back. 
on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. It's Wednesday here on The Ref. Stay with us. All right, we are heading to the Riverwind Casino hotline. Riverwind Casino, best casino experience in the metro area, voted so every year, every single year. Over 2,800 electronic games, all your favorite table games as well. Looking for a great poker room? They have it. Looking for a great bar and best dining experiences? They have both, the Coupe Ale House Bar, River Buffet, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, the Seasons Food Court, New member seven promotion. New patrons who sign up for a wild card can earn up to $450 in one day. Let's not forget about the 20K Holidays on Us promotion where you can win a share of $20,000 from now until December 23rd. Riverwind guests will be able to earn points on all of the electronic gaming machines. And at 5 o'clock on New Year's Eve, December 24th, the top 10 patrons who earn the highest number of points are going to be awarded grand prize bundles, including a $500 Amazon gift card, $500 Walmart gift card, $500 Target gift card, and a $500 Visa gift card. You don't have to be present to win either. All the winners are going to be contacted via phone. We'll have 24 hours to claim their prize, courtesy of our friends at Riverway Casino. They know you're busy during the holidays, and uh, they're going to give you uh, ample time to uh, collect your grand prize bundle. So get on out to Riverwind Casino. Another res- reason why Riverwind is simply the best. Eric Bailey is one of the best as well. Joining us on the Riverwind Casino hotline. Eric, we got a lot of stuff happening. We got to start with uh, Mike Leach. What a sad uh, deal that is. But of all of the uh, the Leach stories you've heard over the last uh, you know seventy two hours or so. Which which one or two stand out to you that you uh, you've enjoyed the most? Well, first of all, Steely Parker, thanks for having me on. Uh, it, it's incredible all the stories that are coming out, and I, I really wish I had a chance to work with him a little more than I did. I had a couple phone calls with him when Lincoln was hired, and and uh, it was funny. I called Washington State; he was up there coaching, and I asked the SID, "Can you set up an interview with me and Mike Leach?" And the SID up there said. Hey, I'm just going to send you a cell number. That's all he says to do is to give his cell number out. Isn't that how crazy? Many coaches, how many coaches do that? So I have Mike Leach's cell number in my phone right now, and it's from that conversation. It was just that, that easy. And he called me back, and we talked for a while, and it was great. But my favorite story was one of uh, – there was one I read today about a couple of, uh, 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 of college bloggers. They were sneaking in. They had a website covering Washington State, I believe, and they were sneaking into practices and such and, and trying to get in availabilities. And, and Mike Leach one day asked him, what are you doing here? And they explained, oh, we're trying to, you know, set the tone and all that. And, and he told him, he said, you know what, you guys need to create your own brand, create your own stories. Get, he said, you're like a drug dealer. you got to give people what they want. And so he invited them and got them season credentials. And then he went in and he tweeted to his – Mike Leach tweeted out their brand, their name, and they, they got – content sponsors 
They, they ended up entering the industry. And it's the little things like that, stories like that, that just amaze me about what he what he can do and what he did. And I, I, I've eaten up every story I've written, or not written, every story I've read. From one former Oklahoma offensive coordinator to another, Eric, I don't think we've had the chance to catch up with you since Kevin Wilson was named the head coach up at Tulsa uh, to succeed Philip Montgomery. So what, what's your evaluation of that hire? Uh, home run for Tulsa, could they have done any better than that? And what do you think uh, Kevin Wilson brings to that university in terms of the direction and the leadership that he provides to that program? I think if you're Tulsa, you really probably wanted a veteran head coach to come in and take the range. And that's what they did. They, you know, the last couple of years, they went offensive coordinator, or you know, they got Baylor's offensive coordinator and, and Philip Montgomery. They elevated Bill Blankenship from an assistance role. Uh, they did get Todd Graham, who was a one-year head coach at Rice, uh, and they got Steve Cragthorpe, who was in the NFL. So you look back at the, the previous coaches before them, they really haven't got a, a Power 5 head coach to come and take this job. And I think it's a win when you do get that kind of player to come, or that kind of coach to come in and take over a program. That being said, there's a lot of work ahead of them. And, and you know, he first thing, he's going to get players. He knows how to coach. He knows how to run the system. But the resources aren't the same as what he had at Ohio State, at OU, uh, shoot at Indiana where he was the head coach. So that's going to be tough. That's going to be an adjustment. I'm curious to see what kind of staff he can put together. I'm hoping they, they uh, gave him a budget to work with because, you know, it takes money to get quality assistance as well as recruiting budget too. So uh, I think he just wanted to be a head coach because he was getting paid, I think, $1.4 million as Ohio State's offensive coordinator. It just tells you how much he wants to be a head coach. And if you're an, a Tulsa fan, you got to realize, I mean, he's going to take this with passion. So you're excited for a kind of new life into the program. Eric Bailey with us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. All right, Eric, so the Sooners finish 6-6 uh, six and six on the season. Uh, you know, they couldn't close in some of these really close games, the one-score games where Oklahoma just uh, they couldn't close the deal. Uh, now they're going into a bowl matchup with Florida State where they are a, a eight-point underdog in this matchup. FSU's 9-3, and three, got a lot of momentum. The Sooners are going to be without, you know, Eric Gray and Wanye Morris and uh, Jalen Redman and Anton Harrison and Braden Willis in this game. So they're, they're up against it against the Seminole team. My question to you is, you know, there's a chance again that Oklahoma ends up at six and seven. How worried should the Sooner fan base be? Because they they anticipated it was going to be different, but they didn't anticipate six and seven. So, how do you measure this, in your opinion, between OU fans should be maybe a little bit worried, or should they just be patient and trust in in Brent's system? A couple things, you know, uh, Florida State. When you talk about them and what's lost in all this is, you know, for Oklahoma, this is a a second-tier bowl, this is a lower-tier bowl that fans aren't excited about. Heck, I don't know how much the players are excited about playing in this because, you know, some on this roster have only known big bowls uh, outside of last year's Alamo Bowl visit. So you think about how is Oklahoma going to approach this bowl versus Florida State, which hasn't been to a bowl game in three years. This is Mike Norville's first time to take a team to a bowl game. They're excited. They're playing in their first bowl in three years. They're playing in their backyard in Orlando where they have a huge alumni base. This could really set up. It's just like the perfect storm uh, for Oklahoma. I mean, everything's setting up really good for Florida State. So that's going to be I'm curious to see how this all plays out. Uh, as far as the team itself, I had a chance to talk to Joe Castiglione Saturday before the OU Arkansas game at the BOK Center here in Tulsa, and, and, and interviewed him. And you know, I asked him what are your thoughts on this season, and he, kind of what you said is just be impatient. He said well, he, he really reiterated more than once that the team will that the program will get there. He, he basically he said I'm not trying to be 
braggadocious, you know, or, or arrogant, but Oklahoma, we're Oklahoma, we'll be back. Uh, he said that, um, you know, it, it, you, we're not going anywhere, which, you know, I, he, he truly believes that. And he truly believes in Britain Venables. He understands that, you know, it was going to be a tough transition for him. And he said every week when they had those weekly meetings, him and Brent, I, I asked him, I said, is that passion still there in Brent from day one when he got here last December? And Joe said, it's even more. He's, he's, he's really excited. And, and uh, so I think it just takes time. It's being patient, something Oklahoma fans aren't used to. But, but uh, you know, it's just it's going to take a little bit of time. And I think with signing day coming up, you'll start to get, you know, you start seeing some good news, some swings toward that, that change. Not only signing day, but also the transfer portal, Eric, comes into play when we're talking about Oklahoma turning over this roster and improving across the board, weeding out uh, some of the guys that were just never going to play and at least play meaningfully at Oklahoma and replacing them with guys that at least have the opportunity to compete and provide a push to the elder statesmen in that locker room uh, across the board in every position group when it comes to who see the who sees the field and who doesn't. But as it pertains to 2023, looking ahead, we already know that the Sooners are not going to bring back Eric Gray. They're not going to be bringing Brat back Jalen Redmond, Wanya Morris, and Anton Harrison draft bound as well. And then you throw in the guys such as Deshaun White, Braden Willis, what have you, uh, that have exhausted their eligibility. But you got two guys, one on either side of the ball, that are still very conspicuously undecided on their future as to whether they're going to return to Norman in 2023 or make the jump to the NFL. That would be Marvin Mims, and that would be C.J. Colden. How crucial do you think it is for Oklahoma to get those two back in a Sooner uniform next fall? And how much does that enhance or improve your assessment of where this team would be heading into next September if you have those two cornerstones on either either side of the ball coming back? Well, Parker, you hit the nail on the head. You used the right word. You said cornerstone. And I think on both sides of the, the, the ball, they are cornerstones, especially Marvin Mims. I mean, we've seen his ability. We've seen his playmaking ability. And I think – you know, one year in the system under Coach Levy, I think he, he's grasped a little more. Um, I just think that that's huge. If he could come back, I, you know, of course, you're waiting on draft reports. You're waiting to see if uh, this is the right time or not. Uh, great kid. Outstanding uh, ambassador for the program, too, off the field. Uh, you know, I, I love media sessions with him because he's really, really good. Um, but on the field, everything, everyone can see what he can do and how big a playmaker he is, and it would be huge for this offense if he was to return. And I guess we'll just wait, just the, the waiting game. We'll see what he, what his plans are. Uh, as far as C.J. Colden, man, he, 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 his best ball came in that second half of the season, and he just seemed to improve every week. And uh, you know, it took time. You know, he he. he he didn't get to campus as quick as he wanted to when he left Wyoming. It just took him a little bit of time, but I really think we got to see what he what he can do that latter part of the season, just making plays. I, you know, the acrobatic interception that he had, his first interception. I still that's one of those highlight reel moments that you know you just remember how he went up with one hand and grabbed it. And the funny thing is, Brent Venable said you know he was out of position on that play, and that just tells you about the learning, uh, how much he's learned and developed under Venables and under Jay Valai in that defense. So it, it's going to be interesting to see both of those guys what their decisions are very very important moving forward to Oklahoma and I think if you're an OU fan you really do hope that they come back 
No doubt. Eric, we appreciate your time. Uh, when you talk to Garen, I know you will. Please give him our best. That was a, that was a tough deal, but uh, Garen's way too talented a writer, uh, way too talented of a journalist not to land on his feet somewhere uh, pretty soon. But we, uh, we appreciate your time, Eric, and we'll talk again soon. All right, guys, have a good – if I don't talk to you guys, have a good Christmas, okay? Same to you. Eric Bailey, one of the nicest men. I still think he's the number one nice guy in the Oklahoma media. In, in my rankings, he is – he's still number one. He's been there for a while. There's no Georgia to challenge him right now. We got some nice guys in the media, but I'm not sure there's one nicer than, than Eric Bailey. He's like the he's like Roger Federer pre Rafael Nadal, right? That's a good way to put it. Yes, excellent way to put it. All right, we got to take a break. We'll head to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We will get to as many texts as we can in our final segment. We're getting locked in with Parker and Tyler McComas at two o'clock. You're on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Final segment here on uh, Steel Man and Thune, Wednesday edition, here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network, 405-651-3439 and the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Let's get there quickly so we can get as many texts in as we can. Let's go. What are the chances we see Big Sexy, Jacob Sexton, or Jake Taylor starting in the bowl game? I would think the odds are higher for Sexton. And I would actually figure he does start in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Now, if it were only one tackle that were out of the picture, then it's probably just Tyler Guyton that's a plug-and-play replacement uh, at either right or left tackle, and then you have uh, the other incumbent starting. But given that it's both Wanye Morris and Anton Harrison that are out of the picture for this bowl, I would figure that your starting tackles are going to be Tyler Guyton and Jake Sexton. That would be my guess as things stand. There you go. All right. Uh, Sooners again, Dylan Wade. They're offering the uh, Tulsa O-lineman, right, in the portal. Uh, So that's another name to look at in the portal. And so far, you look at where the Sooners are in the portal rankings, and they're number one. Jacob Lacey was first. Austin Stogner was second. And then uh, putting them over the top was uh, Deshaun McCullough uh, committing with uh, his younger brother Day the other day, and that uh, that put the Sooners way over the top. So they're, they're killing it in the portal so far. Elsewhere on the text line, any reason C.J. Blocker wasn't interested in OU? Well, OU waited too long. Now, if Oklahoma had offered him even a few weeks sooner, then I think there's a very legitimate chance – that Blocker ends up at Oklahoma. But 
the reality of the situation is that Utah stayed consistent with Blocker. They were one of his very first Power 5 offers. They held his commitment for several months before he decommitted and looked around a little bit. But relationships go far in recruiting. It's not all about NIL these days. Sure, a lot of it's about NIL, but relationships matter too. And Blocker's best relationships were with that Utah staff, and that's why he ended up back in their class. Um, It's been said that a lot of the Texas A&M players wouldn't be a culturally appropriate fit at OU. Are there any currently in the portal or maybe end up there that would be a fit at OU? Brownlow Dindy? Yeah, look, I'm I'm not going to speculate on kids that aren't in the portal as of right now. That's just not my speed. That's not something I do. Among the kids that are in the portal right now from Texas A&M, I wouldn't figure OU makes a legitimate push and or lands any of them. The one that I can maybe see them getting involved with would be Ish Harris. But even so, now as I as I watch name after name after name hit the portal from A&M, I I can't find myself convinced that OU sees fit to pursue any of these guys. Yeah, it it would be uh, it would be surprising based on um, well what we're hearing out there. Here's one from the 405. Interesting. If Dabo Swinney resigned, would BB take that job? I don't think so. Yeah, no. Uh, Brent doesn't seem like. I, look, he obviously loves Clemson as well, but. That would be a little bit out of another guy's playbook. Not not as dastardly as the one that happened <laughs> over a year ago, but it would not, you know, that would not go over well. Oh, this listener asks, what's up with Mule Shoe in Stillwater today? What? Meeting with Trey Mule Shoe is here? He, He's in the Sooner State? Really? What? Can we get Alex Karras from Porky's to pull his car over? Uh, older reference lost on many younger listeners, but if you know that scene, we need an Alex Karras-type police officer. Mule Shoe to- is in Stillwater today meeting with Trace Ford. Wow. That's shocking. I figured, like, I knew that day would come where USC was – a contender and actively recruiting a kid from the state of Oklahoma, where whether as a recruit or via the portal, I didn't figure Mule Shoe would ever be the one to make that trip. Because hmm. you have to, like, the second anybody sees him out in public. It's safer like, in Stillwater, is, though, if that's where he's going. If that's it where, is safer you know, in Stillwater. But that is where his last dash Stillwater kind of owes him one. They're probably like, hey, thanks for, yeah. uh, thanks for 2021. Thanks for the half-hearted ed, uh, effort in Bedlam. You know, that was where his last uh, crime was committed. That's well, right? returning to the scene of the crime. <laughs> Somebody said Mule Shoe knows defensive players. Oh, that's wild! So he is back in the Sooner State. Is this a real thing? Is there a photo? I was there don't something know. posted on social media? I need actual confirmation that Mule Shoe is in this state. Do you think he's going to visit the Lincoln-Riley Memorial Highway? The last oh, the, uh, three inches of is that still the there? panhandle? That is so good. Was that like a temporary thing, or do they really make that happen? I don't know. Please, that was so good. It'll, it'll always be the Lincoln-Riley Memorial Highway to me. Whether Pictures or it didn't happen, says Shane Yes, agreed. Yeah, agreed, Shane in Newcastle. Pictures or it didn't happen. If there are pictures, send them in. 
Peyton says he only knows Trace Ford because he watched him wreck us a couple times. Another listener asks, who will be the first commit in the 2024 class? You want my honest guess? Mm-hmm. Eli Bowen. Really? Yeah, well, he tends to love some OU based on what you're saying. That kid has been OU for a long time, right? Yes. David Stone, will that happen or will that play out? Uh, I think that'll play out a little while longer. But, man, if you asked me three months ago, I probably would have said maybe Michael Hawkins, maybe Bryant Wesco. I don't know. But given that we're this close to Peyton's commitment, Mm -hmm. or Peyton's decision, rather, and there are still no 2024 commits, I'd, I'd lean toward Eli. There you go. All right, we want to thank the Seth Wadley Auto Group at Paul's Valley. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, thank you. And, of course, the one and only Riverwind Casino. Let's get locked in with Parker and Tyler coming up next.